I am your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixtapes podcast. Top of the evening to you, my audience, and welcome to the St. Patrick's Day weekend episode of the Photo Mixtapes podcast, When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. I was lucky enough to spend the day yesterday with family and friends, celebrating our Irish heritage and the day with some food, drinks, and music at a pub in Manhattan. It was an extra special treat because I also got to grab some live recordings of the environment for the podcast background music for this episode. When your business is artistry, mixing business with pleasure always has a bit of a different ring to it. It was so fun to see and experience many different walks of life coming together for a musical, festive, and fun time. I hope that if you celebrated, you enjoyed your day in whatever fashion you spent it. Prior to the usual spoken word poem for track one, I wanted to make two podcast announcements. Firstly, next week's season two finale episode, Spring is in the Air, We'll be featuring a very special guest, my friend and fellow writer, Sandra. I have so missed Sandra's physical presence in my life as she moved across the country to Seattle about a year ago. And when we first started talking about her coming onto the podcast, we had to get quite creative about how she would actually come on the podcast. But what started as a logistical equation to solve turned into conversations and laughter and serious discussions by phone that we probably wouldn't have had otherwise. There you go again, my audience, giving me such joy from being here for this ride with me. I am so, so grateful to Sandra, not only for coming on to my little podcast that can, but also for her friendship in general. Her presence, along with this podcast and my photo mixtape series in general, and your audience and feedback, all enrich my life in ways I never dreamed possible when I was laying in my childhood rooms wondering what I wanted to be when I grew up. Secondly, because this podcast and all of the behind-the-scenes work that goes into creating a weekly episode has very quickly grown into being a big part of my free time and energies, I also wanted to end Season 2 on a high of that episode featuring Sandra, and also take a little break between seasons two and three, something I didn't do between the intense first season and the chock-full second season. This two-week hiatus is exciting for two reasons. I have some time off during the hiatus to get back in touch with creating without a deadline and taking photographs and making music mixes without the added pressures of the weekly deadline of the writing, recording, and editing process. The second reason the hiatus is exciting is that I am planning a Q&A episode during that hiatus when I will exclusively answer the many questions I have received about the Photomix tape series and podcast. I've been looking for a more definitive way to answer some of your questions for everyone so that we can all feel more connected around all things Photomix tapes podcast. I really should probably get my head checked to test my understanding of what a hiatus actually means, but I am so looking forward to that special hiatus Q&A episode. If you have had a question for me or one for one of my special guests, you can reach out to me with the questions you would like answered during the hiatus at heather at heatherpetropolis.com 
or in a review of the podcast on iTunes. I look forward to answering your questions and responding more directly to your feedback and any ideas and suggestions you may have for future episodes. Without further ado, track one, a spoken word poem. When Irish eyes are smiling, there isn't genetic testing for the mix of pathos and humor coupled with fair skin But if there was, the Irish would surely win, occupying one end of the spectrum. I'm not quite sure if I even understand the relationships and distinctions between heredity and human differences. And aren't all stereotypes false until proven true? And I'm not being stereotypical reflecting on myself and the Irish people I know and knew. Or am I matching a stereotype that someone else decided upon already by the people I call family? My grandmother, born in a lighthouse in Ireland, literally and figuratively, used to say that if she ever went back to Ireland, she'd stay. So she stayed put with us, and time went on until the clocks were covered with black cloaks. And in my own eyes, there was an impossible mix of memory and sadness And I didn't speak for two days, as the Irish sea filled up my eyes. My mother's eyes are the blue of the sea we saw together in Ireland. But doesn't every sea have blue? But it's not every day you see the mix of pub songs and a mother gone too soon in someone else's irises of Irish sea blue. When I look in the mirror, I still see the mischief of my youth, surrounded by fatigue and depression, and the green of St. Patrick's Day in my eyes, but any shade will do. Don't we all have a typographical history in the pavement of the road we've walked within our skin? The skin's the limit these days, and the gender makeup makes the limits for us. And what does it really matter what our eyes have seen or look upon? Would you be able to tell whose eyes they were if you only had the color of them to look upon? And how should I know when my own Irish eyes are smiling, when it's never just a smile they give off? How could I ever know for sure when Irish eyes are smiling? Track 2, Growing Up Irish My mother, one of three, was born to an Irish mother and a French, German, and Irish father. Her mom's siblings were a huge part of their growing up. I wish I could have experienced more of my mom's Irish uncles singing and clowning around with what felt like a traditional Irish sensibility and sense of humor. There were definitely Irish songs that I remember my grandmother and her sister Molly singing when I finally made it into their world. Galway Bay, and Tura Lura Lura by Bing Crosby. That's an Irish lullaby. There was Irish soda bread on the breakfast table during holidays, and stories about the walk to and from school from the lighthouse in Ireland where my grandmother and her siblings grew up. There was the Catholic Church on Sundays, and I remember leaning on my grandma's shoulders, practically falling asleep during some of the sermons, And I also recall giggling when she would fall asleep sometimes. 
There were stories told about my great-grandmother in Ireland falling into the horse-drawn carriage that my great-grandfather was riding in, and of sheep walking into the open doors of their little schoolhouse. Do you think they were pulling my leg sometimes? It would be impossible for me to go back to the early 1900s in Ireland to check it out. But I would like to believe all these fun and funny little stories, after all. I also remember the sad stuff. I remember my mom telling me the story of the day her grandmother died in the house in Pittsburgh, where they ended up settling from Ireland. I remember stories about the children my mom's grandmother needed to leave behind in Ireland, and the little son who died shortly after, too sick to travel to America. My mom and I have maintained the traditions of St. Patrick's Days filled with music and retelling the stories we all know by heart. There was a mix of pathos and humor and a kind of poetry that the Irish are known for. I know deep in my heart of hearts that without all of them sprinkling the magical dust of Ireland over me since childhood, I would never have become a poet and an artist and I wouldn't have the same quirky sense of humor my mother and I both share. I am proud to be half Irish, my biggest half, and so much of the tradition and atmosphere that helped me develop into the person I am. I would give anything to share a toast with my grandparents and my grandmother's siblings and family all. Luckily, my mother and I can both still remember all of them every time we cheers Slantha on St. Patrick's Day. Track three, tips for creating and editing a memory video. To continue with my current video kick, this week's videography tips are for creating and editing a memory video. My mom and I were lucky enough to travel to Ireland in 2014 to see the lighthouse where her mom, and my grandma grew up off the coast of County Clare. The trip was planned around two very important occasions. A dear family friend was studying overseas in Paris, and we wanted to honor her idea that we visit her there, and we had always wanted to see the lighthouse. Even though my photography and video work has gotten better since 2014, at the time, I knew that I wanted to create something special to remember the trip we took together. I absolutely took my camera along with several lenses, and I had my iPhone with me also for recording short videos and iPhone pictures to share more easily while we were there and afterward. Without a really clear plan about a memory video, it would be completely different now with writing and plans and storyboards and organization, something I have gotten better at over these years, I knew that there would be a video when my mom and I started walking toward the lighthouse itself, and she was emotional and shocked that she was actually standing in the place where her mother had played and grown up all those years prior. I began taking an, albeit shaky, video of that moment and that emotion that became the heart and center of the project. So my first tip for you this week for creating a memory video is to ensure that you have a centerpiece and an emotional climax at the heart of your project, preferably about halfway through. It is as if, when you experience that clarity surrounding the heart of the project, that the entire thing falls into place quite easily from there around it. 
The rest of the memory video that chronicles our journey to Paris, from Paris to Ireland, driving across Ireland from the East Coast to the West Coast, where the lighthouse still stands, is composed of still images and music. My second and third tips for you for creating a memory video are to incorporate both still and moving images in if you can, and to choose the soundtrack purposefully and carefully, because in my experience, if done right, can really bring the listener back to the film when hearing the music separate from the visual accompaniment. For the second tip, if I had it to do all over again, I would have shot more video and less shaky video to chronicle the trip in a more visceral way. The heart of the project is the clips of my mother and I walking the path her mother had walked all those years ago as a child, and the rest is mostly still images with the soundtrack. As for the soundtrack itself, choose songs to accompany your visuals that really speak to the heart of what is being shown. I am so proud of my soundtrack for this piece as a standalone reminder of that trip, and I am proud of how it flows and helps to tell the story of what is being shown also. My last tip on the soundtrack is to be sure that you use public domain music. If you are planning to release your content online and outside of your own family and friends circle, since I used copywritten music for my soundtrack, I will never be able to show and share this video publicly. It's just for me and my family and my friends. My final tip for you is for editing the video. As for the editing, be sure to include transitions and fade in and out of content with purpose. In my case, with my Paris Ireland trip video, I mixed my mother and I talking near the lighthouse with musical accompaniment that would enhance the emotion. Had I just chosen to do one or the other, I don't think it would have been nearly as effective. I look forward to seeing and hearing more about your memory videos as you make them. Thank you, my dear audience, for making it near the end of the 11th episode of season two of the Photo Mix Tapes podcast. It was nice spending a bit of quality time with you this St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I so look forward to sharing next Sunday's 12th and final episode of Season 2 with you, featuring special guest and writer Sandra. We have a chock-full episode planned and being created for you as we speak. Thank you, as always, for your audience feedback and for participating in last week's music trivia question. I will be looking to make the trivia rounds even more interactive and maybe even start including some prizes along the way for season three. So stay tuned for that. Without any more waiting, here is your trivia question answer. As I bid you adieu and say that I hope the road rises up to meet you and that the wind is always at your back. Last week's music trivia question was, on November 28th, 1974, Two musicians collaborated live at Madison Square Garden, which would be one of their last major live appearances before their death. Who were the musicians and what was the song? The musicians were Elton John and John Lennon, and the song they performed together was the recently turned number one hit from Lennon's solo career, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. I am your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixtapes podcast. <laughs>